Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hi, friends. Welcome to After 9. We're uh, switching things up a little bit here. Yeah, let's let, people, let's let people know the little behind the scenes. Okay, before we talk about the liquor in, in the convenience stores, before we talk about the top fetishes of 2023, before we talk about Oprah's drug addiction and all the other sort of things... Here's what's going on. Cat is learning the podcast system. Yeah, I'm producing this time around, I guess you could say, right? Um, I, I've talked to you guys about it before because when I'm away, sometimes Scott will put out podcasts. And then if Scott's away, people are like, where's the podcast, Cat? Why didn't you do one? And the truth is I just never produce it. Um, so I'm on the producer end of the pod today. So if this um, pod goes up and it sounds all distorted or something's funky with it. That's totally my fault. <laughs> uh, no, I'm doing this because, um, and it's a good opportunity to ask you guys what you want me to talk about tomorrow, because I'm going to do a solo pod. I don't believe Dave's in. If he's in, I might have him join me, but, uh, if not, nonetheless, we're still going to do a little pod tomorrow. So I know you guys have asked me questions through the years over DM. Maybe you want to learn about TikTok or voiceover world stuff. Maybe you just want me to shoot the shit about what's happening in the world, celebrity, whatever it might be. Uh, feel free to let me know. You can DM me at voice of cat, cat with a K on Instagram might be the best bet. Uh, or, or Yeah, I guess that's probably the best way to do it. And, and then we'll talk about some stuff tomorrow. Sounds good. I'm going to America to visit my son. America! Yeah, poorly planned. I'm going to see him just days before he actually comes home for the holidays. But it's a good opportunity to get away. So if you need anything at Target, you yeah. just let me know. <laughs> I'm all over it. Usually I do that. But I'm, I might go to the States at the end of the month, actually. This time around, I might go to the States at the end of the month. So I think I'm good, but... Pff. I'll probably get you next time, if not. I think I talked myself into Vegas. I think I'm going to Vegas yes. for New Year's. Are you going to do it? I'm thinking about it, I yeah. I hope you do. Oh, it's the best. It's on my radar. Okay, let's get to it. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, and, and I think we'll start off with some good news. Go Transit has announced, again, they're going to be free on New Year's Eve. Great. So starting at 7 o'clock, New Year's Eve, not just the buses, also the trains. Free. Right through until 8 o'clock the next morning, and they're actually going to run trains overnight. That's, I mean, that's great. I, I wish they do it more often. Like, I know, I know, New Year's Eve. It's known as those, one of those nights maybe you don't usually get inebriated or need a ride or, I don't know, in some places, in some places it's harder to park, right? If you're going to downtown, for example, anyone who goes downtown, shit parking. We all know that. So this gives you kind of a way to to get to and from a little easier. So I'm glad to hear that they're doing it. I do wish they did it even more. You know, certain events that happen around certain times of year, even in the summertime. But, hey, that's good. We have 15 million people in this province, and the vast majority of them all live in the GTHA. Yeah. There's no reason we shouldn't have uh, train service overnight all the time. So I'm glad they're going to dip their toe into the water of it. Very, very slow progress in Ontario, mm -hmm. but it's good because they're going to run the trains overnight. They're going to see that there's a demand for it, and hopefully... Sometime soon, we can have a transit system that actually runs 24-7, which would be great, and on more than just the Lakeshore line, please. 
Today, Premier Ford is coming out. He's going to announce that he is finally making good on a campaign promise. He is going to allow beer, wine, and mixed drink coolers to be sold in convenience stores, gas stations, and places like that. This was the first round of Doug being elected, right? Wasn't it the first term he promised to do this? And we're now halfway through the second term before he's finally getting around to it. I can't keep track of all the promises about things that aren't aren't necessary, but they're convenient uh, that he's made. But what I find interesting is the timing of it, because I just realized today, as we hear, by the way, as we record this podcast, we don't have any official announcement on the time, but we're hearing it's going to be 2026. Isn't that election time? It is. Like he's this, it's not surprising. It's I very guess, right, transparent. Guys? It's not, it's not surprising at all, but you know that that's exactly what he's setting up for. Like, look guys, I know cast your vote for me. Look what I fucking did. Look at all these booze, yeah. boozing. You go get drunk and then you'll yeah. feel better about voting for me. But what I will say, and I know it's not like a, it's a necessity. It's not like he's saying um, we are going to make period products free for all women in, in Ontario from here forward. He's not making an, a very essential announcement, let's be honest. But it's a convenient announcement for a lot of people. Uh, but for me, I, I still want to know details on it. I yeah. know we're going to find it eventually, but it does make a difference to me um, as to how much money these convenience stores and stuff are going to make off of it. And by that, I mean, do they get to set their own prices for it or not? This is the big thing. I expected that when I heard this announcement was coming down, I'd be coming in here to do a great big, great job, Doug. You did the right thing. This is great for Ontario. We're finally making some good progress. Awesome stuff. But I can't do that yet. The announcement is at 11 a.m. As we record, it's just before 10 a.m. So we don't have all the details, like Kat said. But I will say this. I'm told the LCBO is going to remain intact. And I don't understand why. The LCBO, the government liquor monopoly. Everybody remember that. Government liquor monopoly. Government liquor monopoly is going to continue. And now this is squarely on Doug Ford. We're reforming things anyway. This would have made a perfect time to mirror what we're doing all across America, what we're doing in Alberta, what we're doing in British Columbia, and get the goddamn government out of our booze sales. Stay out of it. Let private businesses do this. And if you go to Alberta or go to BC or go to America, you'll see that the private sector is amply capable of doing this. But it doesn't sound like he's going to do it. They're going to keep the beer store for distribution because the, the beer store... People like to shit on the beer store, but let's keep in mind, the vast majority of the recycling that gets done in this province is done through the beer store. I was wondering that, too. I'm like, they can't really abolish that because where are we supposed to take those? And they don't want them all filling up blue bins. No, filling up blue bins would be bad. Also, just like, what, LCBO? They're busy enough. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, they also don't have the infrastructure for it, right? Beer store is set up with those conveyors and you just grab a bin. It's like going through the airport security. Uh, But if the government is going to keep in place the monopoly, the government liquor monopoly in Ontario, again, now this is 100% on Doug because he has a chance to do the right thing and he's not going to do the right thing. Private individuals should be more than allowed to sell liquor in this province. Province sets the rules, businesses follow them, end of story. So I don't know why that's going on. But the other thing that concerns me too here is pricing. We have, as part of the government liquor monopoly, price fixing that's been going on, apparently legally, for as long as I've been alive, where the government sets the price on alcohol and the government controls the taxes, which go 100% to the government. And, And if there's not... In this announcement today, the ability for stores 
to set their own prices, then all of this is a joke. All of it is a joke. All it is is just putting it in more places. And if they put it in more places yeah. and libera- li- <laughs> liberated the industry or, or they freed up some of the regulation, that'd be one thing. But if it's going to be the exact same shit, just, oh, now I can get it at Circle K instead of going to the LCBO. We're like taking a baby step towards where we actually need to be. Well, one thing I will say to that, though, that I think is a huge improvement is you're from a city that has several LCBOs in it, yeah. I assume, as am I. Yeah. There's a lot of people that live in rural towns that live in the outskirts of town and for them they don't have a place that they can quickly go to this is going to make it more available in more places especially for those smaller towns so although we like to think big city all the time that's not how everybody in Ontario lives so I am really happy for those people that get the chance to just pop onto the corner store and get it as opposed to making an entire like two-hour trip to get what they want to get at the LCBO. Again, we understand these aren't essential items, but it's still convenient. It's convenient. Uh, Already, though, in rural areas, they already have this. In fact, most of them have those contracted by the LCBOs and contracted by the beer store signs so that you can, in many small towns, go to a convenience store or a gas station or whatever the designated location is in that area to get your liquor. So not much is really going to change for them, except it'll be available at more gas stations and more convenience stores. I don't have a problem with that. I know there's going to be people who try and do the same play that they've been doing for 50 years, the drinking and driving, the this and the that, and the kids are going to get it. And none of those things have ever come to fruition. Anytime we've ever made any change, including the introduction of cannabis, all the doom and gloom that people predicted would happen never actually happened. And I don't think it's going to in this case either. So really, we're just talking about regulation and rules. And I think that it is fundamentally wrong for the government to have a government liquor monopoly. And, and Doug, now he has to own this. If he doesn't get rid of the regulations so that people can say, I want to sell alcohol in my store and go through the application process and get approved, they should have every right to set their own price. They should be allowed to set the price at whatever they feel is appropriate for their business. If we end up in a situation where it's available in more places, but the LCBO still controls what they can order in, the LCBO still controls what inventory they're allowed to have and how much they're allowed to sell it for, then all this is just a big charade. It's just a big waste of time. It'll be a little more convenient, but we're not getting all the convenience that we deserve as adults in Ontario in 2023. So, Doug, you've got about an hour. Hopefully you get this right. Hopefully you deregulate all this. And you can keep the LCBO open. No, it's not happening. But they cannot keep the monopoly on liquor sales and completely dictate what people carry. Can you imagine if somebody at the LCBO had a bad day and just didn't like Snoop Dogg and said, fuck it, no more of that crimes wine. We're not doing it. Well, it's fine if the LCBO doesn't want to sell it, but other stores might want to sell it. They should be allowed to import and sell whatever they want. That's where we need to be. And it doesn't sound like that's where we're going to get to today, but hopefully the province will reverse course or maybe there will be public consultations and this is just draft one of a bad bill. Uh, The Ford government has also announced that they are no longer dissolving the region of Peel because the taxes would go up too much. Have you followed this drama at all? A little bit. Doug Ford and Hazel McCallion were quite quite close. Yeah. And, And apparently, Doug says on Hazel's deathbed, he made a promise to her that he was going to break up the region of Peel. And I agree. This is a great idea. This is a city with a million people. It's the, was it fifth or third biggest city in Ontario? Fifth biggest. We'll say it's fifth biggest in the province. And it's not allowed to be independent. That's crazy. Well, all this was going to happen. 
But then the mayor of Brampton, Patrick Brown, came out and said, well, wait a second. If you break us up, our taxes are going to go up like crazy. Kaladin's taxes are going to go up and so are Mississauga's. So I guess what I'm asking here is, did we seriously propose to break up the region and not one person thought to ask how much this will cost? We went through all of this. We're a year into the process now and nobody once pulled out a calculator and said, okay, wait a second though. If we do it, is it going to cost people more money? Because when you ask people, do you want it to be done? Many people would say yes. But if you ask them, do you want it to be done, knowing it's going to cost you probably an extra 10% on your taxes (laughs) every year for the next 30 years. (laughs) Hold on. Then they're like, holy (laughs) shit, I don't think so. So I just want to understand, how did we get to this point? The mayor of Brampton says he had, was it KPMG? come in and do an audit and they're the ones who calculated that it'll be a massive tax increase for people in Brampton, Caledon and in Mississauga. And I'm wondering how did we just find this out now? Nobody thought to look into this beforehand. I guess they didn't have the resource or the ability to do that in a budget because you have to pay KPMG, for example, to do that. So they probably couldn't just do that. We pay people for dumb shit all All the the time. time. Oh, I don't disagree with you. It's ridiculous. Uh, Let's keep doing some civic minded things for those not in Toronto. Maybe you don't know, but there's a controversy. One of the main thoroughfares right through Toronto is a street called Dundas Street. And apparently it was named after someone named Henry Dundas. And it came to light back during the one of the movements that we had a couple of years ago, that Henry Dundas, Henry Dundas may have traded in slaves. So people were outraged. Oh, we can't have a street named after Henry Dundas then because he was a slave trader. So they came up with this ridiculous idea to rename Dundas Street. And it's not just renaming it. It's not like they just changed the signs. All the businesses along the street have to change their signage and their, their stationery. Yeah. There's a yeah. ton of shit that needs to get done to change the name of a street. It's a big deal. Especially in a city like Toronto. Yeah. And Toronto is flat broke. Everybody knows that. They have no money. They're like panhandlers outside Queens Park and outside the House of Commons, constantly begging for money because they're broke. Yet they were willing to spend 8.6 million tax dollars to change Dundas Street. Well, now two things have happened. Number one, a revised budget proposal has come out, and it turns out the new cost is actually going to be closer to 13 million, uh, not 8 million. Why do, why, don't, don't, then don't do it. That's one thing. The other thing that came out is now some conflicting evidence that maybe Henry Dundas wasn't actually into the slave trade. There's evidence now that he may have actually been part of the the process to break up the slave trade. Okay, listen, we clearly can't even, we can't get our ducks in a row. By we, I mean, you know who, the government can't get their ducks in a row on any of this shit. So what's the point? By all means, like, denounce that it's about him. But there's a million Dundas streets everywhere anyway. Like, what's Every city's fuck? got one. Every city has a Dundas. Or maybe two. Maybe one's Dundas Ave and one's Dundas Street. There's multiple in some cities. I don't, don't see a need to be spending money on this stupid shit. I understand the concept behind it. But like I said, then denounce that in one way, shape, or form. Take the statues down. Absolutely. Um... Whatever you have to do in that case, but I don't think anyone wants to spend any of their tax dollars doing that, especially if they're not even 100% sure on what they're talking about. Well, can we please get somebody that knows what they're talking about when it comes to history? Let's first and foremost decide what Henry Dundas was up to. If it's decided that, yeah, he was a slave trader and we don't accept that sort of shit anymore... Okay, fine, but I also don't think we should be rewriting history here either. So let's figure out what the fuck this guy did or didn't do. And if it turns out we don't want it, then it's very, very simple. And we've told you guys this before. 
We don't need to rename an entire street. Right now, Dundas Street is named after Henry Dundas. All we have to do is strip the symbolic meaning so it's no longer named after Henry Dundas. Dundas is just a word. The street is named Dundas. End of story. Thank you. Symbolic stripping. (laughs) That's all we have to do. And you know how much that costs? Zero dollars. But they don't understand that. People that are city staffers, you hear that term, right? City staff is going to prepare a report. City staff has recommended this. The people who run the city are actually the city staff and the mayor. Counselors have very, very little to do with anything. The staff does all this and they're drunk on spending money. It's like an addiction for them. I don't think that they could wrap their mind around doing something that costs nothing and achieves great results. Mm -hmm. This is the solution to the problem if it's a problem. But I strongly recommend somebody figure out what the hell they're talking about before we even continue with this discussion. Because if it turns out he was a great man who tried to end the slave trade, then what are we doing? In the future, we're going to end up naming it back to Dundas Street. And we can't have that either. The Toronto Public Health is calling it, Cat the end of an era. We don't have a violin, do we? I wish we had a violin. I used to play one in grade seven for a credit I needed. Did you? Yeah. Grade nine, actually. I needed a music credit, so I fluked my way through with violin. I picked the smallest one possible because I didn't want to bring it home on the bus. Recorder? Yeah. Or a flute or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're all terrible. Uh, (laughs) Toronto Public Health (laughs) is calling it the end of an era. They've now closed the doors on their COVID-19 vaccination clinics. They say some open. Yeah. Believe it. Get this. Get these crazy bastards. Listen to this. We've officially closed our COVID-19 vaccination clinics as we wind down our emergency response to the pandemic. What? What? It hasn't been an emergency in two years. Hang on. Let me just check my phone. Thursday, December 14th, 2023. I was just double checking. Okay. Emergency <laughs> response. What? Less than one in 10 people went to get this fucking booster. And and only 40% of seniors went to get it. And apparently they're the ones who are the most scared. I mean, come on. Public health says they've administered more than 8 million of these clot shots in collaboration. Did I say that out loud? Sorry. I didn't mean clot shot. That was a... Uh, Well, maybe I did. There's a lot of people that have seemed to have developed things. In any case, the shots that they were administering, whatever's in them, they have now administered over 8 million of them at their Vax clinics. And they say that was uh, in part thanks to their participating pharmacies and some primary care providers. They want to point out that you can still go and get your vaccine if you want to. And there's no problem if you want to. If you know what you're doing and it's your body and you want to make a choice to get a shot, by all means. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get it. You can get it at a pharmacy. You can get it at a doctor's office. But do not, under any circumstances, come out of that vax clinic or that doctor's office with a shot in your arm and to try and adopt that holier-than-thou attitude that people had during the the, the first two shots and, and try and preach that other people should get it too. Because most people have seen enough on this shot, and they know it's not effective, questionably safe, and they don't want it. So it's time to shut this clinic down. Why was it open and how much money have we spent to keep it open to this point when you could go to a pharmacy or a doctor's office or the hospital or the mobile clinic or anywhere else to get it? It's so depressing when we talk about anything. I mean, we just had a few great examples in a row, didn't we, of government spending? Yeah. And how many people are struggling right now? They could have used used that money. You know, it pisses me off. It pisses me off so bad. Uh, Just yesterday, the region of Waterloo 
decided that they were going to double the food bank's funding. And I think it's great. Chair Redman, uh, the mayors that are on the uh, regional council, good on all of you. Great. The Waterloo Region Food Bank got $744,000 a year in municipal funding. And that was all they got. Nothing from Doug Ford, nothing from Justin Trudeau. Neither of them would fund the food bank. They did get it from the regional government. And the regional government has now doubled their funding for next year, they're going to get one and a half million dollars, which is fabulous. But they made made very sure to make it clear one year only. Where are our priorities? Mm -hmm. Like when you look at all the dumb stuff that we spend money on and we know that there's never been bigger lineups at the food bank. Why aren't we saying, "Okay, you know what? We don't have any money to spend. So we're going to cut whatever we have to cut and we are going to give the food bank whatever the hell they need. Whatever they need, give it to them because they are doing great work for so many people. This one particular food bank, and I know I'm using the Waterloo region example, but it's happening in every different region, every different city that has a food bank. The Waterloo region one has 120 different groups that they give food to that then go and make sure that there's nutritious lunches for kids that can't eat Mm -hmm. in the morning before they go to school to make sure that there is uh, um, hamper programs so that people have food over the holidays to make sure that kids have something in the closet or sorry, in the cupboard or the pantry over the holidays when they're not going to school. That's right. Because in a lot of cases, that's the only time they get fed. And the fact that they and their 120 partners are doing this 100% on donations We're giving away money like crazy to other countries. Nothing coming to our food banks. We give them a top up in one region, but insist it's only for one year. I don't think we should be saying it's only for one year. I think it should be until it's no longer needed. How about that? When we get to a position where we don't need food banks anymore, then you can talk about cutting funding. We're talking about essentials here. We're not talking about, hey, it'd be nice to have. These are musts. These are musts. musts. It'd be nice to change street signs. This is a must to eat. Stop spending fucking money on shit that really doesn't change anyone's life right now. Do they not understand want versus need? Like my house, we we have wants and then we have needs. And I would like to get a new PlayStation 5. I need groceries and a mortgage bill yes, paid. Yes. So something's got to give. It's simple, right? Isn't that like the basics of budgeting? Honestly, Kat. <laughs> it's the 101. Think about this for a second. When you think about all the stuff that's going on, everybody's property taxes have gone up substantially in the last two years. When you actually look at some of these budgets, you don't see things like funding for the food bank. Thank God Waterloo Region funded their food bank. Every area should. Yeah. But thank God they did that. But when you go through these actual budgets and look at the why people's taxes went up 10%, 12%, 7%, that sort of thing, they are absolutely filled to the max with little slush fund projects. And it's all trying to change what's going on quietly. There are so many different green initiatives. And I don't mean we're going to fund... uh, uh, a skimmer thing that goes in the the river that runs through town to make sure that there's no garbage getting into the water supply or to make sure there's no chemicals, not to do extra monitoring on endangered species. None of that. It's all on dumb shit that makes some contractors very, very wealthy. There is so much money being wasted on stuff that I don't think the average person cares about. Does no. the average person know that we, we are not funding our food banks, but we are going to spend $750,000 to repaint the lobby oh. 
in a more green color I, that, that reflects the sun in some way and heats things up that way. Do, really? Yeah. This, that's the kind of dumb shit that's going on, and you'd never know it unless you actually sat and read the entire budget line for line. But they're loaded with shit like that. Go back to the basics is what I would say to, the, to anyone who's involved in budgeting. If it's not, and again, I'm going to say it again, if it's not changing someone's life, don't fucking bother. Cross it off the list. If painting a wall doesn't fucking change anyone's life. It's not feeding a family. Like, I, I, anyway, it just, it boggles my mind because this is like humans not being human. It's the weirdest thing to me. It's, it's like nobody's even thinking about that. And I don't know if that's because, like, the state that they're living in right now is fine and cushy, and so they're like, ah, it doesn't fucking matter. It does. There's a lot of people who could use that money elsewhere. Food banks are a great example of that, but there's so many of them, right? I think that uh, we need to do a lot more scrutiny of our leaders, like, from mayors right up to the prime minister, and we should get to know a little bit more about their personal finances. I have a feeling some of these people are (laughs) leaving. You know how crazy that would be? But, you know, how many of these politicians are leaving office wealthy when they weren't wealthy when they came into power and nobody wants to investigate or ask hard questions not that the media is very well staffed to be able to do that we don't exactly have anybody down there at city hall asking questions about hey you're wearing a rolly there mr mayor where the fuck did you get that you you were wearing a timex when you came into office but they know how to play that game anyway they're not they're not showing off those rollies they know they know they got to wait until a certain time to show those off and they know who to show it off to they're smart about it, don't you think? Well, purposely, yeah. They purposely dress down. Like the ones who you would want to scrutinize purposely dress down for the occasion. Well, then there's Jagmeet Singh, who's not. He's just flaunting it right in our face. He, he's walking around with designer bags and a Rolex on his wrist. And this is the guy who's supposed to be fighting for the, the less fortunate. I mean, I just think that maybe going forward, just to preserve the integrity of government, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have somebody like an auditor or an ombudsman or someone like that who has the power to assess the tax returns of our politicians and say, something isn't right here. This person had a net worth of a million dollars when they came into office, and for some reason now they're worth a hundred million. What changed here and why? Those are all things that are red flags that we should be I able mean, to ask questions about. Look, you can be both, though. You can be both. You can be rich and also actually want to help people. Sure. I, I don't want to take that off the table because I think there's a plenty of people out there that are very well off. It doesn't mean that they don't want anyone else to be or don't want to help anyone else. That's not the case. I don't give a shit if you wear a Rolex and you earned that money and that's what you want to wear on your wrist, but are you doing good for other people in that role? That's all that matters to me. I don't give a fuck what's in your bank account. Are you doing good for other people? Uh, yeah. That's how I feel. That's me personally. But I think it also matters where the money came from. I mean- Oh, it, uh, for sure. If you're talking sketchy shit, absolutely we need to know. Hear me out on this. Let's say, for example, you're in a position to make healthcare decisions for an entire country. Let's say, for example, there's a pandemic and you know about this vaccine that's coming and you basically order the entire country to get this shot, two of them, Mm -hmm. and then continue on with more. You would know that that pharmaceutical company for that vaccine that you're authorizing is going to do very, very well. Yeah. If you bought stock in that company while making decisions that mandate this shot basically for an entire country, two of them. And for some reason, because you bought that stock, your net worth goes through the roof. Somebody should investigate that. Right. And I don't know that that's going on. But we had everyone from mayors to premiers to prime ministers mandating all kinds of shit around drugs and things like that. Vax clinics, the convenience of it all. A lot of money got spent and some people got rich. And I just there needs to be a way 
to monitor it. And even if we, the public, don't have a right to know, who's a good example here? Uh, if we, the public, don't have a right to know how much money Bonnie Crombie as the mayor of Mississauga has, that's fine. She's a private citizen or was a private citizen at one point. Fine. But somebody should have the power to check it and be able to look at their tax returns. In fact, maybe anyone in elected office, their return goes to the CRA, and from the CRA, it goes to the special person who audits politicians just looking for red flags. If we did that, I would have so much more trust in government, but right now, there's a reason people's trust in government is at an all-time low. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We got to move on here because I do want to talk about the top fetishes yeah. of 2023. <laughs> oh, God. And, and I want to talk about Christmas traditions, but in switching roles here, it occurs to me, I don't have a clock in front of me. How far in are we? Okay, so we're about a half hour in, just just under. Okay, so let's do the top fetishes yeah. of 2023. And these came from porn sites, is that right? Uh, one in particular, it was Clips for Sale. <laughs> clips, the number four, go. sale. There's well, your shout out, clips for sale. Wait, eh, for sale? Eh, you be, have to pay for these? I think the way it works is you film yourself like touching yourself or doing whatever. <laughs> right? and, and then you put it on a site like this and people can buy the clip. Oh, okay. In its original incarnation, that's what it did. Now I have a feeling it's a bit of that and a, almost that meets Pornhub. It's like, well, that, that sounds like an OnlyFans to me too. Because you can send private videos, I think, in OnlyFans. Yes. And that's based on fetishes sometimes too, right? Right. Or a lot of the, I'm going to say a lot of the time maybe. Well, Clips for Sale came in here with their top fetishes of the year. And it's very simple. It was just reviewing the top searches. And, and they can even break it down by state. They didn't give us any Canadian numbers, but I'll tell you what we've got to work with here. Giantess porn was the most searched for thing this year. And I've never heard of it. I consider myself fairly enlightened. Giantess, unless I, it's just Google known it? by another name. Did you Google it or I, are you afraid to? No, I did Google it. Okay, I did it on okay, my okay. phone though. Oh, good, good, good. I yeah, didn't want yeah. to do that at work. Yeah, what did you, what did you find out? Giantess is uh, very large women Compared to a very small man. So whether you film it in a way that the woman looks tall and the man looks small, or it actually is a really tall woman and a really small man, right. for some reason, this giantess, big, tall, or big, big woman with a small man was extremely popular. And I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that either. Is it because it's so much easier to find if you're looking up heterosexual porn anyway? It's so much easier to find. <laughs> it's so much easier to find like big dudes with little tiny girls. And so some people just want to see a big big girl with a little tiny guy. Is they, that it? I don't know. They say it doesn't just mean tall. 
it's sometimes about using camera tricks and other effects to create the illusion that someone right. is a quote unquote giant. Okay. And they give you the example of, honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> it's like it's like if I took my camera right now and then I stepped back here and then I went like this, took my two fingers here and went squish. <laughs> yes, very, very similar. So they say giantess porn was their top search in America, Japan, Mexico, and Australia. They expect it to be big in the coming year as well. But there's other things that people were looking for. So let's run through some of America's favorite kinks. You ready? Ready. In Tennessee, tickling videos. Oh, okay. I don't like those. I don't know. People don't seem comfortable or the tickling thing. I don't, I don't, I don't like get it. it. I don't like it. South Dakota. They're into the yoga pants. So what, okay, explain what happens in the videos. Like, are people still wearing their yoga pants and doing things? Well, searches for yoga pants. And, oh, well, okay. I mean, yoga pants, many of them, leave nothing to the imagination. Right. But it does cover it. And there's something a little mysterious about okay. that. Like, oh, I can see their vag, but I can't see their vag. You know, like that sort right. of shit. <laughs> right. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Missouri, pantyhose is the most popular. Yeah. Fo- followed by socks and feet in Louisiana and Wisconsin. Oh, Latex, the top search in New Mexico. Still a classic. Okay. North Dakota, Oklahoma, and both North and South Carolina. Wrestling porn. Wrestling porn? Is that like, I'm going to fight you now. I'm going to fuck you now. (laughs) (laughs) First time I'm going to wrestle you, then I'm going to fuck you. Uh, is that like women that get all oiled up and do that? Or is that like guy, yeah. girl, whatever, guy, guy, girl, girl? Sh- they they just like wrestle. Like, I'm going to pin you and then I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> is it a wrestling, like jello wrestling thing too? Oh, it could be do jello. People still, people still like that, right? I don't think people ever out, did. Did that get out of fashion? I don't think it was ever in fashion. You don't think it was? Like a jello pit or a, I don't know. They had, oh, the mud pit or none of that shit. Never did anything for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But oh. I mean, I don't like giantess porn either. And. I don't really give a shit about yoga pants or tickling or anything latex, like that. Latex. Clearly, people are into it. The latex is a weird one. I remember I was like far too young. I was at like a friend's like sleepover. And you know how you like you find things, you know, you're looking on the te- their television or something like that. It was like a weird channel, but it was like a weird latex loving one. Really? And the person was like, had like, la- I, I'll see you. I burnt, this is burned into my memory and I fucking wish I could unstick it from my memory. It's terrible. But the guy was like, yeah, put the latex on me. I'm like, what the fuck? this yeah. and they were like look he likes it and they, he just put like they just put like a sheet of latex on him and he was like oh yeah like, it was it was fucking weird man <laughs> not oh, hey just not for me all right popular search in connecticut which side note has the lowest smokers rate in america they were looking for smoking porn Smoking porn. That's where you smoke through the whole thing. Through the whole thing? Yeah. Like, is that dangerous? Uh, yeah, <laughs> might, I don't mean? think the fire department would encourage <laughs> well, it. Well, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> I mean, there, there's some people who like, I don't know why you'd want to watch somebody else do it. I mean, if you want to smoke a cigarette while you're getting a BJ or, or whatever, that's one thing. Fine. What satisfaction is there to watch somebody else smoke a cigarette while they're getting a BJ? I don't know. Vore? Was what? popular in a few states. What is that now? Explain. That is the desire to eat or be eaten by another person. What I'm not oh, sure is if they're using a metaphor by like eat them or I don't like are that. we talking like biting? Like nom, 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 like eat your brains and shit. I don't know if it's like that or like, oh, you're, 
arm's delicious. I'm going to suck on it for a while. I, I'm not sure what it is. It's a red flag. A like, bit of a the, red flag? At the least, can we just please say red flag? Thanks. Michigan, Iowa, Hawaii, and Vermont had done some searches for that. Uh, place it. Wait, hang on. Let me write this down on the places I'm not visiting. As in Vermont. Okay. You know, there's some people who are into, I guess it would be CPR porn, but it's what? chest compressions and mouth to mouth. Naked. Some people do that. Oh, God. I hate people. Yeah. They suck. Indiana into fart porn. That's a big thing. I don't know why. It's but It's a big thing. What is a big thing? Guys, guys like the fart of a woman, I guess. Are we talking like farting out of where? Bum, Anywhere? Out of the bum. Okay. Like just a regular stinky fart. I don't, okay. I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I don't know what to I say either. To say. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm at a loss for work. That never happens. I, I don't know how many people are searching for these things, but enough that they flagged it in their year-end list. Let's get to, yeah, we're so low on time here. Let's get to some Christmas traditions. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do something. We went from very dirty to very wholesome here. <laughs> okay, kids, come back in the room. <laughs> Just kidding, don't. Website, uh, it was BuzzFeed, put out a whole bunch of Christmas traditions and they asked people, are you still really into this gung-ho about it or are you over it? Are these traditions still good or are they overrated? Okay, and let's rate these and our let's rate these ourselves. So I want a number for you, nah, I don't know, either like a no or a yes, or you can like put it as a percentage for you as to how much you like it. Making or sitting to write out Christmas cards. You don't do that, I assume. Never. Did your girlfriend send out Christmas cards? She used to. On behalf of both of you? A little lazy this year. Uh, no, I don't. Busy, not lazy. Uh, no, we don't send out Christmas cards. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. We uh, Probably because we would pr- just put the dog on it. <laughs> we don't do I Christmas would, cards together. I would together. love a Christmas card with your dog on it. So next year's the year. Okay. Did you send me one? I did. Yeah, it's it's probably in your mailbox right now. I know you don't check your mail, but check your mail. I got to check my mail. Yeah. Only one in 10. I want you to frame it. Thank you. Only one in 10 are interested... <laughs> In <laughs> one in ten are interested in doing Christmas cards this year. Yeah, you know I'm look. I, I have um, I know my mother in law is one of them. Uh, people who who believe everybody should be sending out Christmas cards to their loved ones. Everybody should send out Christmas cards. I'm not necessarily there where I think everyone has to because I understand circumstances. People are busy. Uh, maybe they didn't. They, they just don't care. Like it could be any number of reasons why. I'm never offended if someone doesn't send me a Christmas card, but I send them one. But I will still send Christmas cards every year. I'm going to send them to my uncles and to my aunts. I still get one from my aunts every year. I still get one from cousins and things like that. I enjoy getting them, but I never take offense if someone doesn't send me one. So I'm not like, you have to, it's a must. I'm not there, but I enjoy getting them. I I know my kids do too. They love mailing out cards and they love getting cards. I don't actually care either way about Christmas cards, but I will take a Christmas card a hundred times out of a hundred as opposed to those generic fucking... Merry Christmas, Happy New Year texts that come in inevitably on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day right. all day long. And you know it's a group text. You know it is. Yeah. Do you reply or not? Will everybody else get the reply if you do it? I don't even want it. I don't even reply to those. I think it's very impersonal to send out a mass text message saying Merry Christmas. I like it. Hot take. And you know what? The truth is, like, you don't have to. I feel like people feel the need to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay if you don't. Enjoy that time with you or your family, your loved one, or by yourself. Maybe you're like, eh, F- F- everybody else. You don't have to send it out. I feel like people feel pressured. Like, I have to tell everyone Merry Christmas. No, just enjoy it. Talk about it when you guys get a chance to talk about it later. I have like 300 contacts in my phone. 
I'm not going to blast 300 people with a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, but I will take the time to sit and type out a custom Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to maybe the top 10 people that matter to me or that I'd like to talk to on Christmas. Fair enough. Christmas family photos. Okay, so you're talking on Christmas, like gather around the tree, guys? Everybody, we're going to set up the timer on the you- phone and go stand in front of the tree <laughs> and all four, three, two, and ready, smile. You're in your pajamas. and No, I, I'm not for that. No, thanks. I'm good with just the memories in my... And the old brain here. Only 14% are interested in the good old Christmas family photo. Ah, 14%. Okay. Baking cookies. I'm going to say no to that. Like, I don't care to bake cookies, but I will buy cookies. Sure. But I'm not baking them. One in four. Love the thought of getting up and baking cookies on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning or whatever. And we love those people, by the way. I know your mom's one of them. I've got a neighbor that does it. She already brought me over a bunch of Christmas cookies. I'm going to serve them at my own party, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is awful. Isn't that awful? And take credit for it. I'm not going to take credit for them, though. I am not going to stop there. Yeah. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Still popular or are you over it? I'm, I don't want to go to a party where that's the theme. I'll put it that way. I'm good with them in general. Wear them. I've done it. I wore one yesterday to our one of our Christmas parties we had. That's fine. But I don't think we need to go out of our way to be like, it's an ugly sweater party. I'm done with it. Only one in four still love the Christmas sweaters. Hosting a Christmas party. How do you feel about that? Too expensive this year. It's very expensive. Hey, if you've got to bring in alcohol and you've got to bring in food and maybe some decorations or do whatever, we know entertaining comes at a cost. This year, the cost is just too damn high. I have 20 people coming on Saturday. That's going to cost you a bit. I've spent the entire week cleaning (laughs) Uh and I still have more shit to do. It's a lot. It's And the stress, right? Not necessarily all the cost. It's the stress as well. That, that's a lot too. And then the day of, oh, that day's just a gong show. 27% want to entertain over the holidays. Okay. The other almost three quarters, not this year, dog. Okay. I don't mind it. Like, cause I know there's some people in my family too who are like, uh-uh, dog. They're that way. I'll do it for them. It's no problem. But it is a lot. So I understand why some people don't want to. What about a good old fashioned family Christmas carol sing-along? Hey kids, we're going to put deck the halls on. Everybody say, who's going to do the fall la la las I'd fucking punch everyone in the face. Yeah. Like I, just cause listen, we, uh, we, we all can't sing. I know you think because you have a voice, you can sing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you sing well. So sometimes it's best to just put the Christmas music on in the background, play a little 1031 fresh radio from London. Or stream, Magic 106. Stream that, stream 1061 from the Guelph area. Great Christmas music right now. We don't need to be singing guys. No. 36% are actually into it. They want to do the sing-along. They're the ones who have like the piano in the living room, right? Those people? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas movies. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Multiple Christmas movies every year. The vast majority are into it. Yes. Christmas music. Yeah. I I mean, I'm going to say I I still like it, but I want to preface that by saying at Christmas time, which means like maybe for three weeks a year. Okay. Majority of people are into it. Yeah. Okay. What about the rule that all presents must be opened on Christmas day? No exceptions. Do you think that's, are people over that or do you think people still adhere to that one? Um, I think most people adhere, most people adhere to it. Am I wrong? 41% say they are hardcore. Hardcore. No gifts Uh. other than on the 25th of December in the year of our Lord. When you, when you grew up, did your uh, parents, mom, dad ever let you open gifts before Christmas or was yours a strict household? My mom would have been in the 41%. Don't even look at it. Don't touch it. Don't peek. Don't. Nothing. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, also keeping in mind, there were no presents under the Christmas tree 
until I woke up on Christmas yeah. morning. Nothing was under the tree my, until then. My husband gets upset because I put tr- I put presents under there now because he thinks it would be better for them if we just it was Christmas morning and that's it. Because it's a lot for a little kid to sit there and look at this gift that they can't open until the 25th. Uh-huh. So I might have to just compromise and do that next year. Snow. Mandatory on Christmas or are you over it? I mean, we can't control it. So I hate to be that person, but I would prefer it. I'm going to say, yeah, most people said they would too. Only 42% said they love it. Some people like it. The rest of them are over it. They would be quite content with a nice, just like it is out today. Yeah, I think if you're traveling, right, that makes a difference too. Last one. Secret Santa. I haven't seen as many people do that lately. Me either. So I don't, I don't know if that means they don't like it. It's one one of the most popular ones. Really? 54% say they're still very enthusiastic about the idea of secret Santa. Let's keep in mind. A lot of people will do secret Santa this year. Because it's cheaper. Yeah. You buy for one person instead of for everybody. And yeah. I think that's, I think a lot of families are doing that kind of a deal this year. That's great. We haven't done that in a long time in my family. We used to do that. But now we've got little kids in it, right? So it makes a difference when there's little kids and stuff. You just get them stuff. That's what we do. Just the, just the kids. Adults don't get each other stuff. Gotta go, everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode of After 9. Again, I'm off tomorrow, but it's likely going to be a solo cat episode. Maybe on Monday, too. Tuesday, we will be back and... And it's really the countdown of Christmas. It, it really is. If, if you're not here till Tuesday, totally cool. Enjoy your long weekend. And uh, we're going to have some other fun Christmassy stuff. And hopefully we'll be able to get Dave on the pod with us for one last time with all three of us before the end of the year. That'd that would be, be great. That'd be really good. All right, have yourselves a good one, friends. Tesla is recalling nearly all 2 million of their cars sold in the U.S. to fix a system that monitors drivers using autopilot. Yeah. You know, other than the batteries exploding and the autopilot not working, the cars are great. <laughs> yeah, almost every Tesla was recalled. Yeah. It's tough today. Elon had to drive his spaceship to work. <laughs> the makers of Doritos have announced a partnership with the flavor company Empirical to offer a nacho cheese-flavored alcohol. It's a perfect way to celebrate when Maury says you're not the father. Grubhub just released their 2023 Delivered Report, where they announced all of this year's ordering trends. Yeah, they would have called it Grubhub Wrapped, but everyone knows by the time your Grubhub gets to you, it's already been unwrapped. (laughs) I thought you, someone took a bite out of that. (laughs) This year, the biggest delivery trend was pretending it's for two people. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) 